foundational tools to develop a biblical worldview. Welcome to Mentoring Matters, a listener-supported program of SharonHearts.org. With the world's culture invading the church, it is vital that we establish some deeper roots in biblical truth in order to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So join us now as we let the Word of God give us foundational tools to develop and maintain a biblical worldview. Hi, this is Sharon Hoskins. And this is Janie Ratzluff. And Janie, I'm going to start us off today in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God. For they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them because they are spiritually discerned. But he who is spiritual judges all things, yet he himself is rightly judged by no one. So part of learning to discern all things around us, including the people around us, is to know the character of Christ and how to reflect his character in us. Well said, Sharon. And we need to distinguish and discern that the passage that you read really has two different types of discerning. There is one that only God Almighty does as the judge, Uh because he knows heart motives, intents, desires. He knows the heart. And then there is the discerning or the judging that we are told to do when we examine ourselves and others for the purpose of encouraging and offering solutions from the scriptures that we have learned at the hand of the judge, God Almighty. So people get confused with how we discern versus how we judge. But we will always be looking for a solution from the solution solver, God Almighty. Okay. But we tend to think that our discernment needs to be about the world and the evil that is going on right now. So we're looking out into the evils of the world and trying to manage them, define evil, figure out evil, and it's really just causing Christian fear, right? Absolutely, because, you know, when we try to build character or overcome problems through our own strength and understanding, it's not going to work. Right. We have been told to know Christ in his character and then let that character radiate through our temperament, our personalities, and our disposition. Right. But we have to keep our eyes on him. Well, Janie, in Matthew 28 and 29, Jesus said, Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you. And learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. So having uh, a lot of fears put on us, and that fear promotes us to try to do something, and yet it says here, come, come to me. 
Don't come and understand a situation. Don't come and look at all the fear factors that we are being allowed to live in. Mm -hmm. Jesus was telling them to come to him when he was here on earth, when he was under the Roman dominance of a very wicked government. And instead of him trying to fight them, I'm here with you. Come, learn from me. Right. Because I'm the only one who can give you true soul rest, heart comfort. Take my yoke, take my way, bond with me, walk in the paths that I have given you, and learn from me. Don't learn from your social media, if we were to interject that today. Don't learn from the signs of the times. Don't learn from the preachers who were trying to explain it 2,000 years ago when I was here on earth. There were people primarily known as the religious sect of the Sadducees and the Pharisees that Mm -hmm. were trying to explain. Jesus was offering them an alternate solution. You want real rest? You want real understanding? Come and learn from me. What was good then is equally as valid today. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls, for your mind, for your will, for your emotions. Now, when he says he's gentle and lowly in heart, Sharon, that doesn't mean that he's just going to be giving you nice sayings. You only have to read the Gospels to realize that in that gentle and low spirit, he had some hard sayings to give us the rest that we need. Right. Well, do you think that some of that is because we have allowed the cultural influences into our being and then we've taken that into the church like we've talked about in the past? And so when there is turmoil in the culture in which we live, we tend to have some turmoil as well. Well, as shared, Jesus didn't have to contend with the electronic age. Okay. All right. So when he says, come to me, he wasn't asking you to come deal with him in some obscure way. Do you remember when the Israelites didn't want to come to him because they were fearful of him Uh and they wanted Moses to do the interceding? They didn't want to get near that mountain. Mm -hmm. All right. Today, we are letting the electronic age Teach us how to come to him when we need to look upon his face, face to face. We can do that through the scriptures. No, he's not here in bodily form today. But third party teaching, somebody else telling us how to come Mm -hmm. rather than us coming to him through the word, through prayer, one on one and saying, Lord, let me learn of you. Yeah. Someone told me the other day that they were not able to know Christ or learn of him apart from AIDS, that they had to have a book. They had to have a Bible study going. And I am not against Bible studies, please, because otherwise right. I would be knocking the very thing that we are doing. Right. But we need to recognize that to learn of Jesus as he says... We have to choose to know him directly. And he has told us that in the church age, we know him through his spirit, 
that he has mm-hmm. sent to teach us all things. The Spirit is going to take us back to the written word as evidence that we can maintain and retain as we study. We are not going to be able to remember everything the Spirit says. I can't remember what I told you an hour ago sometimes. <laughs> but I can remember right. that you took me to Matthew eleven twenty eight, and you spoke words of life to me. And I can go back and look at that five times a day if my spirit needs to know How, Lord, do you want me to be gentle and lowly in heart? How do you want me to combat sin and blindness in somebody that I love? Right. So we need to be willing to stay on a connection with not grieving or quenching the Spirit so that we can hear. And that doesn't mean that we are having divine revelation of new information. Right. Right. Everything we when we say revelation here on our broadcast, it is the revealing of what God has revealed to us through the word. Right. Now it might be new to me in my understanding and my comprehension, but it has been spoken before the foundations of right. the world. Exactly. Okay. So, so I thank God for the electronic age, but beware that it doesn't separate rather than draw. God is wanting to spend time with you personally. Yes. And talk to you and know you and for you to know him. And sharing that word know in many incidences in the Old and New Testament is described, whether it's in the Hebrew or in the Greek, as intimacy. Okay. The same kind of intimacy that a love relation between husband and wife or between parent and child can be between sibling and sibling. Mm-hmm. But there is an intimacy that creates a hunger and a passion. Right. And Sharon, we are passionate about football. Mm. We are passionate uh, for things that please us. Right. But do we have a passion to know the person of Jesus Christ? Or do we just want to be really thankful that he died for us and saved us from our sins and we don't have to go to hell and we can go to heaven? And when I say that flippantly, it's not flippant. It's something that we do take as a gift and we are grateful. But that's the beginning of an intimate relationship. That's not the end. That's not the ultimate. So do you think the electronic age has kind of made us lazy Mm. So we don't have to really study. We don't have to really work for any answers. We can just turn on the Internet and do a search and then watch whoever has an explanation. And we don't usually check out those resources. Uh, Sharon, there is so much that you and I enjoy in our friendship and relationship because we do come together. We do speak physically face-to-face. Face-to-face. But, you know, when we look at one another, there is a bonding that wouldn't be the same as if we were texting the same And trying to interpret what those words meant. That's right. Where's the inflection? That, oh, I love that. (laughs) I love that. Right. I mean, think about the different meanings that can come from one sentence based on 
where we put the inflection, right? And that's why Mentoring Matters. Mentoring Matters is a listener-supported discipleship program of Sharon Hearts Ministry. Join a community seeking to grow in grace and knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ with resource materials available for the journey at SharonHearts.org. That's S-H-A-R-I-N-Hearts.org.